YouTube has proven itself to be, in general, the safest platform for creators when it comes to income stability. If you want to build your audience and reach scale and maximize your follower count early on and also get in the reps, then use TikTok. This specific month, we're gonna make, I think, two or $3 million for our creators. Welcome to Creator Debates, where we have stupid arguments to help creators make smart decisions. My name is Justin Moore. I'm the founder of Creator Wizard. I'm your host and referee. Today, we're talking about YouTube versus TikTok. Every single creator that I talk to seems to be very polarized on this topic. Ask an OG YouTuber who's used to spending hours filming and editing, uploading one video a week, one video every few weeks, they'll tell you that TikTok is for dancing and lip syncing, and it's not really their thing. But ask a TikToker who started posting three videos a day during the pandemic, some growing massive audiences seemingly overnight, and they'll say, YouTube scares me. Plus, people don't want all that fancy polished editing anymore. It's all about authenticity. Now, obviously, many creators have presences on both platforms. Heck, I do. But we're not here to make lame compromises. We're here to pick sides and take a stance. Because I need to know if I only had time to focus on one to grow my creator business. Is it YouTube or TikTok? So that's why I asked two experts here today to settle this debate once and for all. Thomas Frank is a video editor and writer with a focus on productivity, learning, and personal development who has built not one, but two massive YouTube channels. Most recently, he's become a Notion power user, creating tutorials and Notion templates that are generating $120,000 a month. John Hu, on the other hand, is a TikToker who has raised $5 million for his business, Stan, an all-in-one tool empowering creators to become entrepreneurs. John has used TikTok masterfully to not only build his personal brand, but spread awareness for his startup. So by the end of this episode, you'll know whether certain types of creators or businesses are better suited to grow on YouTube or TikTok, whether you should double down on one or the other to make more money, and honestly, the only thing I actually care about, who is a better creator debater, Thomas or John? So let's get into opening arguments. So Thomas, you're up first. As someone who has been on the platform for over a decade, tell us why you feel YouTube kicks every other platform's collective butts. You have two minutes. <laughs> this is tough because TikTok <laughs> is great as well. I've got a very good friend who blew up on TikTok and uh, successfully transitioned over to YouTube and blew up his business uh, in terms of revenue. So I guess what I'll say is it seems like short form content gives people an opportunity to blow up uh, algorithmically in a way that is maybe a little tougher with long form content. And I would chalk that up to number one, the way the algorithms are designed. And number two, you get more at bats for a given set of time. It's much easier to make short form content than it is to make a 10 or 20 minute video if you only have like a week to do it. So if you are completely new, you're trying to build a name for yourself, then TikTok might be the way to go. I would also argue YouTube shorts is the way to go. Those should be uh, basically melded together. They shouldn't be thought of as an exclusive thing, co-published to both. However, once you want to start building a better connection with your audience, if you want to have longer form, more useful content that is accessible to an audience, not put behind a paywall, that's where YouTube really shines because you have the opportunity. And I would say maybe the only platform on the internet that gives you this opportunity to make long form content that can be organically and algorithmically distributed to an audience that you have not built yourself, but that can still be long form in depth and detailed. That's all I have to say. 
Wow. He's probably only a minute. He seeds the rest of his time. Impressive. All right. Well, John, it's your turn. Tell us why it makes way more sense to focus on TikTok if you want to build a robust creator business. Two minutes. In terms of the firepower YouTube brings and Thomas brings, he's totally correct on that. And I actually think that the TikTok versus YouTube debate is actually a misnomer. It's not an either or, it's an and equation for creators. So I think Thomas pointed out a ton of great points around short form versus long form. And and we are, are, are kind of comparing that within the lens of TikTok versus YouTube. What short form is really great at, specifically TikTok, but now also Reels and YouTube Shorts, is getting you what creators should think of going forward as top of funnel impressions for their broader funnel of a business and the world that you're creating as a creator. And so what TikTok's really good for and what we teach all of our clients for is get that first view, get that first follower and bring them into your world and use TikTok as a short form funnel into your longer form content. Like let's say on YouTube, which has more staying power if it's searchable, whereas on TikTok or Reels or Shorts, you know, you, you show that video once, you're probably never gonna see again after a couple of weeks. And so you, we can definitely debate YouTube versus TikTok, but the thing about TikTok is they're different weapons in your arsenal. And, and to be a sophisticated creator, you need to manage all these different platforms and then eventually also own your own platform and own your own audience. But well, in terms of how I'd see it is if you want to grow an audience really, really fast and you're a brand new creator, I'd strongly recommend you start with short form and TikTok because you'll have, like Thomas said, way more at bats. And then over time, you, you can sophisticate in, into creating long form content once you've established an audience. Because it's a lot harder to grind out than YouTube grind purely doing long form than it is to blow up really fast on TikTok because you're releasing so many videos and getting so many reps every single day. And so it allows you to sophisticate over time in a way that I think is an easier ramp for newer creators. You guys are starting to like gravitate towards the middle already, and I'm not sure how much I like that. Right. But yeah, but I, I want you guys need to be. I can be here. I... <laughs> so so okay okay so uh, so let's actually get into round one, which is all about growth. Okay, and so Thomas, I want to start with you. Uh, you know, my wife and I uh, also started on YouTube really early, like uh, in 2009. And I, I got to be honest, like we have uh, never really studied our analytics very, very hard. But about two years ago, uh, we we hired Patty Galloway, you know, the famed YouTube strategist to uh, mm -hmm. audit our channels. Uh, and he told us that it felt like we were still making 2017 content, meaning it worked on YouTube then, but it doesn't really work anymore. And that was kind of like a dagger to the heart. Obviously, I love Patty, but uh, it really rang true. And so for, for creators today uh, trying to grow on YouTube, what, what do you think is the secret formula? Two minutes. Well, I watched a couple of your videos, and I'm not sure that I would uh, label them as 2017 content. There's certainly some more targeted feedback I would give you, um, maybe having some bona fides in the beginning of the video. So when you say like, hey, how do you negotiate with a brand? You could then go, I'm Justin, I've done this, this, and this, we've done this much in business. That helps to build authority and will also help as a hook to get people watching. I don't think that somebody sitting on a set and talking to a camera like this is ever going to go out of style because this is a face-to-face -face human connection. And it might be happening on your phone in a vertical format. It might be happening on your computer screen in a horizontal format. It's still going to never go out of style in my opinion. What I do think has gone out of style is like the Peter McKinnon-esque super slow-mo speed ramps, crazy B-roll, you bought a $20,000 camera to film your coffee. That got old pretty quickly. I went through my phase of that. Um, but I think like when you're just talking about something that's interesting to people, that's not gonna go out of style and it really comes down to what you're talking about, how you can make it interesting, how you can hook people in. The beautiful thing about TikTok and YouTube Shorts is it's almost like channel flipping. So there's not even a decision to click on the thumbnail or the title. You just swipe up and you're like, oh, hey, there's something I might want to watch. So you can really focus in on your hook instead of worrying too much about the thumbnail, the title like that. Um, 
I'm going to seed my side on this. I honestly think that right now, uh, due to just the way the platforms are building up and the the lack of uh, relative lack of competition within specific niches, short form is an easier way to build a big audience. Uh, Charles Cornell, one of my very good friends, is a great example of this. He blew up originally on TikTok by taking viral clips of like uh, Cardi B just yelling about COVID or something and playing amazing jazz piano underneath it, basically like putting notes to their vocalizations. Uh, he blew up like oh, well over a million followers on TikTok. Cardi B, I think, shared one of his videos to Instagram. But then he pivoted over to YouTube and his long form content is what's making him money because now people can sit with him for 20 minutes and really see what his skills and knowledge are and they can learn from him. And that's what convinces people to buy courses, I think. Um, another great example, and I might get buzzed here, Kat Norton from Miss Excel. Mm. And I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it going. Oh, all right. All right. Let's go. At 30, <laughs> let's do it. Kat Norton from Miss Excel <laughs> built a business on TikTok. And you look at what she does. She has longer form webinars before she pitches her courses. So I think um, John's going to win this one. TikTok's the way you blow up your audience right now. But then when you go to long form, that's how you actually build that connection and make sales. Interesting. So, uh, John... Uh, what about TikTok? I mean, I feel like I so, so hold on a second here. I feel like I have tried a zillion different things, literally like hundreds of videos. And you know what? Honestly, my growth has been okay, but nothing has ever really like hit. And so if you were trying to grow on TikTok today, what is the exact game plan? So before I dive into that, I want to make one nuance that I think Thomas and I will go head to head on that around long form being required to make sales. So all I do all day long is help our thousands of customers make sales and convert directly off short form. So we can, it sounds mm -hmm. like we'll have some nuance there in the next, in the next uh, battle here. But as it relates to growth, um, if I were to grow from scratch on TikTok, well, first you have to ask the existential creator questions, right? What is the confluence? What is the intersection of my passions and my expertise? Like what do I actually want to create content about that'll be differentiated in the market? For me, you know, I, I'm a, a business geek, you know, I, went to business school, worked on Wall Street, all that kind of stuff. I love entrepreneurship. And then also I love creating content around that and, and working with creators. So that's my intersection. So let's say I were to go in that niche today. The first thing that I would do is you have to look at trends, of course, of what people are searching. So you should use the SEO tools within TikTok. You should uh, also look online and, and look like what are the top questions folks are asking. And I would just create four or five different approaches at the same question. So if the, the question right now is how do I go from zero to 100K followers or how do I make my first $10,000 on TikTok, I would do a couple of different forms that to try to see which which form resonates with both me and my audience. So what do I mean by that? That means Thomas is mentioning talking head content, like, you know, face to face. That's one kind of content. You should also think about storytelling and blog style content, right? How can you actually teach someone how to go from 100, zero to 100,000 followers um, within, within the lens of a vlog, which is an interesting different structure, or maybe it's a podcast structure where you're talking to someone else or an interview structure. There's all these different ways to approach- 100K, it. here I come. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Do it, do it, exactly <laughs> that. And then you need to, you actually need to be a little scientific about it and, and iterative, right? So it, it's a process. You don't just blow up overnight. You, you, you do pattern recognition. So you have five videos, which one of those performs well and why, dissect that out and then iterate on that and double down and scale. So that's how I'd go from zero to 100K, which I would argue um, short form is a lot better than that once again because of the, the velocity of reps and the output, um, but also just the distribution you have on TikTok especially. And then, of course, you pour that into long form and, and more nuanced and thoughtful content over time. Fascinating. Okay, so 
That is the end of round one. And so moving on to round two, let's talk about money. John, I know you wanted to, to uh, you know, get back at, at uh, Thomas for something he said. Uh, I'm going to go to you first on this one. So first address uh, Thomas's bold statement, uh, but also I, I want to hear also why you think it's easier to make money from, from TikTok than YouTube. Two minutes. So they're both great for making money. I want to be clear. It's how you as a, what's fun about being a creator is you get to build your own business in your own liking, in your own way, what works for you. It's awesome. Um, but in terms of my job here at Stan, we work primarily with Instagram and TikTok folks, and we're now moving over to YouTube. This this specific month, we're going to make, I think, two or $3 million for our creators. And so they're, they're entirely converting with short form. And so, yes, if someone's watching your long form content, they definitely are building a relationship with you over time, especially the nature of the YouTube platform where someone is opting in to watch your content, right? You're clicking on that suggested thumbnail and really building a relationship and subscribing. So the game of perversion is actually just different long form versus short form. So Thomas, you brought up Miss Excel, Kat Norton. She does a, you mentioned that she does webinars. She, however, drives all of her leads and her impressions from short form video. So what Kat does specifically and what our, our most successful clients do is once again, they see TikTok in short form as as top of funnel. Mm-hmm. So you generate millions of views. Kat's generating millions of views, not only on her organic content, but also her um, sparked and, and, and paid content. And she uses that to then say, hey, sign up for my webinar, which by the way, is, is not on YouTube. It's within her own universe. Yep. And so what we do at Stan is we help people optimize that top of funnel conversion with their with their Stan store. And then we build the back end where as soon as you opt in for, let's say that freebie on what she teaches is how to do Excel. So an Excel 101 guide, you get that, and then you get dripped a couple of emails or texts to say, hey, join my webinar on this is how you're a powerhouse Excel user. So once again, it's it's not an either or. It, the model isn't so much short form versus long form. It's like short form and then some form of long, short form to generate leads, and then some form of long form, whether that's on YouTube or in the back end on your email funnel or what have you, and that's how you convert over time. And so what's wild, uh, one, one last thing before I get buzzered, What's wild at Stan is we've got a couple clients here who have less than 2,000 followers. We have one specific client thing that is $1,500 on TikTok and makes six to $7,000 a month, right? And we have some folks, of course, that are much larger who make tens to $20,000 a month in passive income, but specifically because they have that <laughs> long-form webinar built up behind their short form that's generating leads mm-hmm. on TikTok. They don't use YouTube. I don't know how I feel about you guys disobeying the buzzer, but I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go with it. Very compelling point. So uh, real quickly, uh, Thomas, um, I have a question around. So so I have always it always seems as though YouTube seems to become home base for creators from other platforms mm-hmm. when things start getting rocky. And and so I want to know, like, do you believe that YouTube really is that much better when it comes to income stability and scalability. I know, honestly, we're we're talking about like long form versus short form, but that's not the conversation because you can do a lot of different content formats on both of these platforms, whether it's live streaming or on on TikTok, both both platforms, short form, whatever. And so it's like, Thomas, I really wanna know, what what do you think just generally about the feature set, the advocacy, uh, the the reliability over time? Like, what are your thoughts on terms of like stability and scalability? So I've been making content full-time for 11 years um, started 13 years ago. I would say in my experience, YouTube has proven itself to be in general, the safest platform for creators when it comes to income stability. Um, now I think every creator should have their own platform, should have their own website, should have their own email list. They should have a thing that they own. 
the problem with websites and email lists is they're hard to grow organically. Um, if you're very good at SEO, you can do that. But beyond that, it's pretty tough. YouTube is a platform that has proven it can be pretty stable for creators, um, you know, with some exceptions, uh, and also has that organic promotion. TikTok is very new, so they haven't been allowed around long enough for us to get that longevity of proof of stability there. And with everything that Meta owns, I think you can point to way more egregious things that they have done that have affected creator income. So, yeah, I think uh, you know YouTube is is kind of the safest bet. Uh, and that's not even really talking about AdSense. Like they've still, they've never really curtailed the ability to link out to your own platforms. Hopefully they never do. You can always have links in the description. You can have links on the video. They, you know, with some exceptions have been a pretty creator friendly platform, I think. Mm -hmm. Well, gentlemen, that is the end of round two. And before we get into round three, a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by ConvertKit and their craft and commerce conference, which is happening June 8th to the 10th in Boise, Idaho. And tickets are going fast. This three-day event is designed to help you connect with fellow creators, learn from experts, and discover tools and strategies to grow your business. Craft and commerce includes inspiring keynotes, workshops, like one from me, meetups, live ConvertKit support, and social events. This is the perfect opportunity to gain valuable insights, network with your peers, and have a blast doing it. Right now, you can take $50 off your craft and commerce ticket. Want to bring a friend? You'll save even more. Go to conference.convertkit.com. That's conference.convertkit.com. So let's get into round three and what I think is actually a pretty critical part of this debate, which is the future. So John, uh, I want to go to you first. I have two major concerns. Number one, uh, there have been multiple news cycles that have cast doubt as to whether TikTok would be banned in, in the United States. Obviously, not good for stability of your business uh, as a creator, right? Uh, and so uh, that's number one. Number two, uh, I cannot tell you how many times someone has been uh, describing a TikToker's content to me. And then when I ask them their their name, or more importantly, their handle, they cannot remember. Oh, it's that, that guy that does that thing, right? And so tell me, uh, why do you believe the future is bright for TikTok despite those two factors? Very, very valid questions. So the first is an existential risk. And what I tell the team and what I tell our creators all the time is I would say maybe 5 to 10% risk politics-wise the U.S. just does blow up TikTok. 5 to 10% when they're, like when, when they're banning TikTok on a bunch of like government devices? You don't think that goes there further? Is too much money. There is too much money involved in this system. So I came from a background in VC. I've worked with all the funds that are invested in TikTok. If you look at the board of ByteDance itself, the owner of TikTok, I mean, these are people who are deeply embedded in politics as well um, and have lots of money at stake. So the likely scenario is an unwind of TikTok from ByteDance. I, I'm not a political commentator, so so one shouldn't take my yet. Take everything I say with the greatest salt. But yes, yeah, go on, go on. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> so TikTok itself, right, it, it sh there, there's weeds at how you separate the entity given the machine learning algorithms. But the likely scenario is you have some sort of spinoff, right? Before Walmart and Oracle were almost going to acquire TikTok, some version of that's likely going to happen. And it's going to take a couple of years. Um, in the meantime, what a creator should do is independent of any platform, they should own their audience, they should build their email list, um, and, and they should drive conversions into their own universe. Um, but even let's say if TikTok does kind of remove itself, you know, in the short term, that's painful for somebody who's built a TikTok audience. Um, but there will always be something to take its place, right? The the the, the paradigm has shifted into short form content. That's not going away anytime soon. There, however, I do want to recognize there is a very small but feasible 
big existential risk there that Congress just goes crazy all of a sudden, just outright bans it. But even then, I think there's just, we're talking tens, if not hundreds of billions of dollars at stake. Um, and unfortunately, we live in a system where money moves things and, and, and kind of affects policy. So that's on the existential risk side. It's there, but likely not going to happen. And it'll like be gradual in some way that um, kind of the, the market is able to, to take it. Um, on the face recognition side, I can actually speak towards this personally. So all the time I get recognized as like, hey, you're the dude from TikTok, right? As opposed to like, if you saw Emma Chamberlain on the show, you'd be like, yo, that's my girl, Emma. And so, of course, we're different sizes of creators. So maybe that's not a great comparison. Oh, damn it. 30 Should seconds, go. 30 se I want to hear it. 30 seconds, go. <laughs> this is one of the downfalls of TikTok. It's the, the nature of a for you page feed where you're not opting into specifically a relationship with a creator. Of course, you're not going to build a strong relationship with them. And so this is where this is where, I, you know, Thomas wins around YouTube and why it should be part of your strategy is like top of funnel, get that first impression, get them to like you and then drive them to their YouTube where you can really build a direct relationship with them. And so that's the thoughtfulness of long form content and being able to opt in rather than scrolling and being distracted by 17 other things. Super interesting. All right. Well, Thomas, I want to uh, you know hear from you, obviously, future of YouTube. What is your argument for why? Uh, you know, the risk of getting demonetized on YouTube or pumping out tons of content that may or may not find an audience or make you money. Like, why why is it still worth investing time and energy in the platform? Two minutes. Yeah, uh, I think we have plenty of brand new creators who have found an audience, have been able to monetize that we can say, you know, despite the fact that there is demonetization risk with certain types of content, you're still able to build a great business here. And I guess what I want to use this two minutes for is a point uh, that a lot of newer creators don't quite understand, where they're looking at the monetization options the platform gives you as the only options they have. So a lot of YouTubers will uh, cry and complain about the fact that their videos get demonetized, whether it be a copyright strike or they cursed in the first 15 seconds or whatever it is. Um, a lot of creators will say, TikTok didn't pay me anything or I got seven cents for 30 billion views. What the heck, man? And what they don't understand and what I think John would agree with here is that TikTok and YouTube are very near the top of the funnel. They are your distribution. They should not be the entirety of your funnel. You should have your own platforms. You should have you know brands you work with if you're doing brand deals or maybe your own products if you can develop your own products. If you can do that, then you have a much more powerful economic engine for your business. And at that point, you do not need to worry if YouTube is demonetizing your content or if you're not getting paid a lot on TikTok. You can be like Cat Norton. You can be like a lot of people who, um, like going back to my friend Charles Cornell, a lot of his videos get demonetized because he comments on music. Doesn't really matter for him because he can push people to his music courses, which cost a heck of a lot more than he's gonna make off of an ad. So my thought is, don't worry too much about what's going to happen five, 10 years from now. The platforms are there. They present an opportunity for you. And if you can get onto them and use them as distribution for the rest of your business, you're going to win. How do, how do you, so quick counterpoint to that, like, okay, that's all good and well for creators who are, you know, providing some sort of education or information or service. But like, what about entertainment based creators who don't have a course or digital products or, or something like that? Is their only option to like do a cameo style shout out or like what, what are the other monetization avenues that exist for, for that whole swath of, of creators who are not serving their audience in that way? Yeah, so one great example is our streaming service, Nebula. We have over 600,000 paying users. We have 150 creators, and most of them make uh, either edutainment or entertainment style content. A lot of film criticism, a lot of like, you know, history content. So they don't have anything that they're actually selling. And they'll do brand deals, but uh, literally 
Nebula is often their best sponsor, and I put sponsor in quotes because Nebula is creator owned, they'll just put a video up a week early on Nebula and people will swarm to subscribe and give them this ongoing revenue source even when they're not selling anything of their own. So it's just access to more of you. It's early access, it's ad-free access. Um, there are things like Patreon. There are all kinds of different avenues to monetize outside of say AdSense or TikTok Creator Fund, even if you're not doing how-to or educational style content that really connects to like an info product or something you're selling. Fascinating. Well, Thomas, John, it's time to make your final appeal. On the other end of your camera, on the other end of your microphone is a creator who is relying on you to make this tough decision. So convince them why they should focus on YouTube or TikTok to build their creator business. Thomas, you have one minute. Oh, I have one minute. Okay, um, John's gonna have the better argument for building an audience. Short form is a great way to build an audience right now. What I'll say is YouTube presents you a great way to build an accessible, free library of information on a specific topic. The reason I focus on YouTube and the reason that I focus on long-term personally with Thomas Frank Explains is I wanna build the go-to channel for teaching Notion and it's harder to do that with short form. I'm definitely gonna do short form. I've got some short form already, but if I need to teach you how to use a database, I can't do that in 60 seconds. I can do that in 40 minutes. So that's where my focus is. Got it, John, you're up, one minute. Thomas already sold the show for me. If you want to build your audience and reach scale and maximize your follower count early on and also get in the reps, then use TikTok or any sort of short form vehicle. But after that, once you've started to find your creator market fit is what I call it, then you start to build your library for sure like Thomas has, right? And that's where he's able to deliver nuanced content. Now to add kind of complexity to this in, in, in a way that's beneficial for, let's say you're on YouTube and you wanna grow in short form, is what I'd argue Thomas should do is he should hire a video editor that he really trusts to just splice up and cut all of his long form content, which then he can use to distribute on short form and also drive leads to his long form over time. Wow, very, very compelling arguments. Thank you so much, Thomas and John. And now you, dear creator, watching and or listening, who won this creator debate? You can vote by clicking the link in the episode description or letting us know on social media by tagging at Creator Debates. You can tag Thomas and tag John. Uh, and so Thomas, uh, hit us with the call to action. Uh, where can people learn more and uh, follow you on social media? Yeah, you can go over to thomasjfrank.com. I've got everything there. Awesome. So why I love uh, following you, Thomas, uh, I randomly came up to you after Vid Summit last year uh, and you spent a, a ton of time uh, answering my questions about your business and your strategy. And it honestly felt uh, kind of surreal, to be honest, to get this transparent advice from someone who, who felt kind of many steps ahead of me on my creator journey. And so that candor, I feel like carries over into everything you, you post on the Internet. And so I wanted to say thank you for all you do. Oh, thank you, Justin. Yeah. Uh, and John, hit us with your CTA. Sure. Uh, my handle is jhovy j-a-y-h-o-o-v-y you can follow me on tiktok shoot me a deal on instagram specifically if you have any questions about monetization you know we work with thousands of creators here at stan it's by far the best part of my job i get just get to dive into your account help you think about what you should offer how you can monetize always happy to personally help so just shoot me a dm on instagram um, and follow along for the journey of how we're building stan and all the creators we get to work with. So very, very interesting. You, you, you're, you're defending TikTok, but you're telling them to DM you on Instagram. Like, what is going on here, dude? Like, this seems <laughs> like what, what? Is that a thing? you different have to be following are different things. Yeah, that's true. You have to be following someone on TikTok, both of you, to like DM, right? Isn't that right, John? Uh, yep, exactly. <sighs> Man, well, uh, why I love following you, John. Uh, your content feels. Uh, like I'm behind the scenes of a real life business being built from the ground up. And, and so the ups and the downs, the successes and the failures, you share everything. Uh, and I think it's especially fascinating because you're, your startup serves creators, right? And so I know that um, you're inspiring a whole new generation of, of entrepreneurs. And for that, I thank you. 
Yeah. And Thank uh, you, Justin. of course, man. And so finally, shameless plug. Uh, if you want to get paid sponsorship opportunities with brands, make sure to sign up for my free weekly newsletter at creatorwizard.com slash join. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe. Leave a comment if you loved it. Also, if you hated it, tell us why. Uh, and if you're listening, uh, will you rate it in your favorite podcast player? Uh, and all right. Uh, that is a wrap. Until next time. Work with Justin. <laughs> yeah.